0: in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Oh, hi there, and welcome to Mostly Wrong. It's a miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics, including, but not limited to, TV, movies, books, comics, games, and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week. We will be discussing spoilers. I will be spoiled this week. Me. And so will you. So proceed at your own risk. God uh, damn right you will. Fuck yeah. So, to that end, spoilers, because I don't have a lot yeah. to talk about, let's uh, just kick it off with... I gotta get this brightness out of my face. God. Um, Looks like you were sitting on the surface of the sun. It looked like it, yeah. What, um. I'll give it to Mark. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, uh. So. I don't even know where to start. Lord uh, of the Rings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, we could start there.
1: Yeah, uh, so.
0: It's the jumping off point for the topic.
1: Right. The Ring of Powers launched Friday, or Thursday? Friday? I'm Last today, week. It, it was. Just- yeah, Thursday uh, night, speak. Friday morning. Anyway, yeah, uh, the first two episodes, and I have to say, I am blah. Th- <laughs> th- I am well said. Really into, inch- <laughs> I'm really into it. So, um, I went into it with low expectations because after the wheel time business, I was worried that Amazon was going to drop the ball. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, in my opinion. Uh, they, it looks. Dare I say, better than the movies?
0: Yeah, I would say at minimum equivalent.
1: Or at, yeah, at the very least equivalent. It's of a piece. Um, you
0: can tell that they got a lot of inspiration from the design mm-hmm. of the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's for
0: better or for worse, depending on people that don't like it, but I don't care about them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, they're stupid.
1: Um, but I really enjoyed the first two uh, two episodes. Mm-hmm. I will say the second episode stronger than the first... But I know people have been saying like there was problems with the first episode. I don't know what those problems were because I didn't have any problem with it. I thought
0: it was a little uh, slow, even as a fan of the uh, the stuff. Wait a minute,
1: stop! Mm-hmm. How are you having a conversation about something you haven't seen? I saw the first episode, and it's not. I'm not caught up. Oh, oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> I watched down, Chief. one of the episodes. <laughs> Not being
0: litigated here, <laughs> <laughs> at ease, counselor. Um,
1: so I do what I normally do with any show that I really enjoy. I go to Reddit. Yeah, and, way to, and way to I want read it, to <laughs> Well, normally, that that works in my favor because I'm reading about like-minded individuals talking about something that they also enjoy as much as I do. However, this time around. Um, I've seen nothing but complaints about the show and I have no problems with people having critical opinions on the show Mm -hmm. except their complaints are why are are there black people in My Lord of the Rings (laughs) why is
2: there a black elf
1: (laughs) why are there black elves why is there black dwarves and why are the dwarf women with beards because like that matters Mm. (laughs) so um I just, I really got frustrated because I remember because I ran into this with Sandman because they, cha- you know, Neil Gaiman, who is Gaiman. Gaiman, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, who is actually the showrunner and the writer of the original series, decided to make a Death a black chick. Mm hmm nothing wrong with that because they're anthrop- anthropomorphic,
0: anthropomorphic
1: personifications. personifications so they can look however <laughs> the fuck they want to look mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if she's black in and the they show even showed and they even showed
0: white morpheus in his Kakul form as a that ostensibly as a black person right when he was in hell you know right. nala and... looks at him have you seen sandman ryan no not yet
1: okay well it's not really a spoiler and then you've got... He uh, looks
0: however you need, needs to look from, like, your culture.
1: I think I'm and on,
2: then, like, issue four or five of the paperback series you gave me.
0: Okay.
1: And then over on uh, House of the Dragons, you've got a prominent black character who's part of the King's uh, Council, mm-hmm. who's also the head of the wealthiest family in King's Landing. And you got people complaining He's about rich. that. And I'm just like, okay, you do know that Game of Thrones had black people in it too, right?
0: There's a certain sect of people that think anything, anything including minorities, um, people of divergent, not divergent, but alternate sexual orientations is inherently political. That it's only it only exists to appease like a contingent of people, as opposed to just representing people that exist. Black people and exist it, well, in wrong. the world.
1: Say what? I said. And well, just, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they're wrong. But it, it, it just pisses me off that that they're going out and mm-hmm. review bombing these shows, especially Rings of Power, um, and even Sandman got review bombed because of yeah. everything. Because not because it was. A terrible show, or something like that, because they did—they had the audacity to have a diverse crowd or a diverse cast, Mm -hmm. and it just—not just—and we're not just talking minorities or anything like that. We're also talking—you have a character in Sandman who's general gender neutral, and there's a lot of gender fluidity in it, Mm -hmm. and. That too gets wrapped in this whole thing of like, well, they're too woke. Uh these <laughs> there shows we are go. too woke. Our word of the night and Yeah um, It just really irritates me. So, so let's put a pin um, in that real quick. You guys talk about it real quick. Okay. Right? That works.
0: <clears throat> so
1: Ryan no, I just it
2: Yeah, I mean, like I when I was talking to Mark about this, like, and he was really, I could tell he was upset about some of the articles and everything like that. What comments and people were saying it didn't register with me. Not because I don't know what it is, but I don't care. You what just these choose people say. to ignore it. I, not, ignore, I guess. Yeah. I, I choose to ignore it because I don't really want to give them attention.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, That's or, healthy. or, or make them a part of my daily thought process. so i i was i was telling mark and i i said that you have to treat trolls like a fart they kind of ruin the moment but ultimately they'll dissipate and you don't want to keep thinking about it after the fart has (laughs) gone
0: that's somewhat of an apt comparison but the problem the problem is they keep you know somebody farts every time like a new movie or tv series comes out and it's not just a predominantly straight white cast. You know what I mean? Right. And I have a huge problem with it. Like, I inflict it on myself. I kind of seek out people that have opinions like that. And it's like, yeah. I want to make myself mad. And it doesn't accomplish anything. It's like, I want to be outraged that people are offended by just the fact that black people are in a show or that. And the wokeness thing, it's like my argument is this like what harm is being done you know what is the ultimate root of this complaint that more people of color and different sexual backgrounds are being cast in things like what is actually going wrong here like what is what is the logical complaint that these people have and i mean go go ahead
2: well, it's their contradiction because the term woke is not supposed to be the way that they're using it. You know, in it's actually in the dictionary and it's an adjective that means alert to injustice in society, especially racism. So, so a little they bit. are using this term as like the opposite effect. And yeah. I think, Mark, you said that people try to do this to um, like purposely do it to be political. Mm-hmm you're, you're muted. muted
1: it's it's the new politically correct like so a few a few years ago there was a whole issue where like the um, we're gonna get into politics here but
0: let's not pick sides like this is a fucked up ideology and so like yeah. we don't have what I would consider like a significant audience but you know at the risk of pissing off people like you and the three of us are all Inclusive, um, compassionate people. So we don't look for reasons to be mad about people being included, you know? Right. And I think that's like natural to our ethos. It's not something. And the problem is there are people out there that they co-opted the term woke because woke was originally, you know, a left term to kind of like call out people saying there's on the side of people that use woke as a pejorative, um they also have a term called virtue signaling have you ever heard of that no or there's another thing concern trolling but basically virtue signaling is this idea that people don't have genuine empathy or concern for things they only do it for points like internet points or just social clout so when you say like i stand against like some type of social injustice like racism or homophobia or income disparity or something like that there's people that are so disconnected from the concept of that compassion or that empathy that they think that it's purely performative that it's theater that is only for the benefit of you projecting that you're a good person but you couldn't possibly care because they don't care so see. that's the crux of that argument and so when originally when they said woke or when if you want to say the left or um, progressives said woke it was a way of basically saying i'm woke to like the problems in society i'm awake i see what the problems are and i want to address them but the other side now has taken it and they now are weaponizing that term they're co-opting it to make it a negative in the, in the, and they've Mm -hmm. succeeded. So in in, in general terms, like I, I would say nine times out of 10, if you go into like a public setting and you were to make a comment, like society's getting too woke, you'll get predominant agreement because people look at woke as a negative sentiment.
2: Right. Yep.
0: And Uh, for what it comes down to is like I, I hate boiling things down to oh you're just racist or oh you're just sexist, but it 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 is what it is. And one of the funny things, you know, during the civil rights movement, <clears throat> they had to force or they abolished segregation. They had to force integration because it wouldn't have happened naturally if the government didn't right. step in and said we have to integrate because that's for the good of society. It's for the good of both cultures. There are people that just would have never let it happen. They would have continued fighting. It would have been a, a civil war. But the yeah. government had to take a stand. And the idea of it is sometimes to force progress, you have to force it on people. They mm-hmm. are uncomfortable with it. It's And there's a lot of people that call it like a homosexual agenda. But it's the same thing. It's normalizing something that's not inherently destructive to give people more rights you know more freedom to move about in society and it's not more rights but it's equality having equivalent rights to people that already enjoy them often the type the, oftentimes the people that like cry the hardest about these kind of things are the least virtuous people in the world you know they're very mm-hmm. selfish bigoted angry destructive people so right sorry i'm going off on, on a tangent here no no well,
2: no I, and, and so i i guess my my question is why give these people a platform? Why give them attention?
0: So I think the argument comes in in that there's like a certain responsibility not to just ignore it because it grows and festers. And I think a good indication of that. My argument would be, um, no matter where you fall in the Trump thing, you should be anti-Trump because he's a moron. Like, like disregarding everything else, <laughs> when he ran for president in 2016, I was incredulous. This is a person that had been literally like a, a, a parody of a figure of parody our entire lives. From childhood yeah. forward, he had been a living joke. And, um, but what he did was he didn't create racism or sexism or just like shitty opinions, but he emboldened people and enabled them to feel comfortable being public with those opinions again. I feel yeah, right. like people are far more openly racist and homophobic and sexist in since his presidency than they had been in the intervening decade. Maybe that's anecdotal evidence, but I've seen it in people I work with. People are far more bold, you know, taking a stand against those things and what are you taking a stand against people that are just trying to live their lives? It has no effect right, right. on you. Right. And then the argument for the wokeness is like I want to watch my shows without things being political. Like you're making it political. Is it political that you work with a black guy? Is it political that, you know, your accountant's gay? You know, people just exist. And then they want to cite examples of like, well, they only account for 10% of the population and every show has that. And it's like, who doesn't have a family member or a friend or a coworker that is gay or black or Asian? You know what I mean? Like representation exists in real life. And they only balk at it because, like, they're afraid of those things. It's not what they can relate to. While ignoring that, like, 90%, 99% of all media has catered to, like, white people for the last 100 years. Like, all the leads in every major, like, sci-fi, fantasy, drama. Like, there's outliers, of course, you know. But for the most part, it's majority, like, white male dominated. You look at the superheroes that were created mostly white males you know created in the 40s through the 60s and it's not a problem that white males exist speaking as one (laughs) you know (laughs) but like it's time it's okay because we've got that unlock you know what i mean we have luke skywalker and uh, indiana jones and any other you know harry potter you can list the list is endless and there's plenty of room for like heroes of other backgrounds to emerge it's not taking away or erasing anything that came before it. And that's the thing that I find ridiculous about it. There's plenty of room. So,
2: well, what do we do about it then? I mean, if, if they, you know, not giving them a platform and giving them attention is the way to go about it, what do we do to, per, to help this go away?
0: Unfortunately, it's, like it's contrary to what you or I want to do, but it, it has to be confronted to an extent you know yep. you can't let people get away with, with that kind of thing because yeah everybody's entitled to their opinions but not all opinions are are equal and from in my opinion like sure you can have the opinion that black people shouldn't be in Lord of the Rings but I think that's ignorant and I think yeah. it's wrong you know right. because at the core of it all it's a fucking fantasy series anything can happen if there's dragons and orcs you know and fairies and hobbits like, the ethnic diversity within those scope, it, it's just, I don't know, nitpicking, you know? It's, yeah. So, I don't know.
1: Anyway, that, I mean, so, <clears throat> that just really rubbed me and really got me. It was like, I guess it was building, because like like I said, there hasn't, it, it's not like the Rings of Power is the first show to come around that has this issue. Or, so, but it's just like, been building and building and building and then on top of the people crying woke because of the diverse (laughs) cast you have uber nerds on the other side who should be embracing this who are kind of joining that group in lambasting the show because the dwarves don't have beer. the women dwarves it's it's not the show they wanted the, and...
2: I saw a couple of reviews where they basically, it's not the show I wanted my, you know, it didn't meet my expectations. You know, they made too many changes or alterations, you know, this new character sucks, you know?
0: Yeah. It just, it's infuriating. Because... It's hard, the hard, the difficult thing about it is it's hard to tell sometimes where the genuine disappointment from certain, like what I consider legitimate complaints where they bleed into the whole anti-wokeness argument? Argument like, are they really that upset that there are beard beardless female dwarves, or is that just the thing they tack on to sound more reasonable because they're just pissed off about black dwarves or black elves? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because one obfuscates the other. Like, oh, this is a legitimate concern because canonically female dwarves have beards, and also they're never talked about black elves. So it's not because I hate black people. It's because I I want it to be. Um, authentic to the to the original literature, and that is disingenuous. And it's hard mm-hmm. to determine like the cases where that's actually true. I'm sure that there's literal nerds that just want bearded lady dwarves because that gets them off. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't jack off to that, nerds. <laughs> you took away. My <laughs> uh,
1: but, but I also... like your approach,
0: Ryan. I like that you don't let it get in your head you know and i wish that i try not
2: to like Mm -hmm. and even i was trying to empathize with mark because we had a really long conversation about this and i could tell he was very upset but i didn't care and (laughs) not about his not about him but about the situation
0: well and i skew far more on mark's side like i said i I, yeah he looked into it and like was blindsided and, and just upset because he didn't expect that response I expect it and look for it and I'm still pissed off and I don't know what my goal here is. (laughs) But that's kind of like me in a nutshell anyway. Like I look for reasons to be upset about things. But so we could learn something from you and I'm definitely not trying to say like argue with everybody about it. But whenever I encounter somebody that like Cole even you know like a year or two ago brought up the wokeness thing. Cole's my son and he's in his early 20s and you know he talked about how wokeness is a problem in something. And, you know, the thing I brought up to him is like, I I brought up the whole issue is like who's being harmed. And then also like, we had a bunch of heroes when we were growing up. Wouldn't it be nice for like a little black kid or a little girl to be able to look up and see a character that looked like them, you know, somebody they could truly think that they could emulate. Not that they couldn't look up to a white person. There's plenty of black kids that grew up loving Indiana Jones. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like there's not a race.
2: Like, Hey, he or she looks like me and yeah. that's, you know, like exciting. the miles
0: Morales, I think would be a perfect example of that. I think yeah. there's un, un innumerable like black kids that have their Spider-Man now, somebody that, that like mm-hmm. represents their lived experience. And it doesn't take anything away from my, not my Spider-Man, but the Spider-Man I grew up with. You <laughs> know what I mean? Peter Parker. <laughs> and so like, I think it's a net positive when I look at it, you know, because in, in, another part of it is not everything is fucking for you, right? Not everything that's made has to appeal to your sensibilities. And it doesn't, and this is me saying again, it doesn't take away the things that are for you. And that's why I get so fucking frustrated by it, because it takes nothing from nobody and adds something positive to the world. It's like, oh, they're forcing diversity, and like, what is this, what is the negative to that? What's the problem here? Yeah, and it's just like, at the end of that road the person that's uh, upset about forcing diversity is you're diminishing whiteness it's the whole idea it is racism because to them equality is they don't want equality because they want to feel better than they don't want to look at a black person and say hey that's my peer they want to say i'm better than you it's we can be better than that and i think you know i can be a real prick sometimes but like at the at the base level, I want to try to like respect people. That's not the issue I'm ever going to have with somebody. Like my issue is going to be how they characterize themselves, you know, how they carry themselves. Right.
2: I, I, unfortunately, I don't see it ever changing within our lifetime. Um, I think it's just going to perpetually, you know, like we're all going to consume each other because <laughs> we want to find an enemy. Um, Humanity the only was way a mistake. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But, but the only way it could ever really go away is if you have a common enemy rather mm-hmm. than trying to create an enemy out of each other. So you know we and... need to
0: create an independence Day scenario? <laughs> yeah, I,
2: <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, yeah, you need some kind of, you know, invasion to unite the world because then we will all realize that we're yeah. all here together against an external threat.
0: That's yeah, not a bad idea. So I guess get to work yeah. on that. Try to lure some... Uh warring alien um, faction to our planet.
2: Wasn't that the whole uh, the plot of Watchmen? Didn't he try to do that? Um, yeah,
0: I mean, he, he summoned the giant squid his, thing to yeah, yeah. unite everyone in a common thing. Yeah. So, yeah. it's it's a, You've got the idea of a villain, so congratulations. It's very diabolical. <laughs>
2: It'll work this time. You don't care how many
0: billions will die to unite the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. But all that just to say that I really enjoyed Ring of Power. So if
0: you're both completely caught up? Yeah. So
2: I I didn't really enjoy the... I wasn't into the first episode.
0: I thought the first episode was a hair melodramatic in parts. It was kind of true to the tone of Lord of the Rings. Um, Specifically... uh, Galadriel and Elrond kind of having their talk when she was getting sent off to the Greyhavens like post her finding out about that I don't know yeah. it it felt like a bit much it was like a little over the top I felt like they didn't have the tone quite right but it's not like a complete judgment it just didn't feel as naturalistic yeah. as I wanted if that makes any and, sense
2: So, and maybe that's the feeling that I couldn't grasp because i wasn't immersed i wasn't into it, it wasn't sucking me in mm-hmm. until like n- more than the half halfway point in the episode and then right. i started to like become interested in what was happening yeah so and the the second episode because i would started to become interested was much better you know because of that so like you've seen the first episode so you the uh giant man falls from the sky around the, the, the Harfoots, yeah. you know? And so that mystery, I was kind of hooked. I like wanted to know more about that. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, the, I, I don't know. I, I had to wonder if like, maybe because of the first, the, you're going to have some world building.
2: Happen. Yeah. Yeah
1: and pilots usually suffer from this because they have to set the stage so I had to wonder if maybe the reason people found the first episode to be a little bit disjarring is because for the first half of the episode it's mostly like backstory
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Um, like you know the elves uh, leave their home and they go across the water you know and so I don't know it's it's because then it uh, not being like i've never read the books i've only seen the movies so i'm not like i guess a true fan but i did enjoy <laughs> them um so i could only i can't make a lot of connections and references that i guess maybe i was thinking were more for f- true fans than like a casual viewer and so like i was I was more confused than entertained during a lot of it. Cause I was trying to figure out where everything was and who was who, you know, mm-hmm. the obvious ones that, you know, Galadriel and, right. um, yes. So, I mean, that, that was obvious, but the other, like, I think that was part of it. And so you I think you hit the nail. Like it's the world building, the character building, the, the build you know, setting up the stage and like it, it did pull me in right away. And then I started to become more interested, like once it was
1: gripping me. Right. And maybe because I had read the books and read a lot of the history, like, cause I have a whole series of like, like history of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So I've got like an entire book that like has like breakdowns of like all the, everything that happened in the first and second and third age. <laughs> So I kind of was like when like Callum Brimbor showed up I was like, "Oh my god. He's the Who's guy of forged the rings of power." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> remember oh, that's the Smith guy? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: The one that Elrond is supposed to mentor with or whatever.
1: Okay, yeah. But I know I maybe know too much because of that, but <laughs> Um, I was just, you know, like, so there were names. Yeah. So maybe somebody like me was more, yeah. like, you know.
2: So, like, that moment was way more impactful for you than it was for me because I didn't, I didn't remember that. Like, maybe it was told in the movies and, you know, like, a, I don't know that it, it was I ever the, mentioned in the movies. The, of um, who,
1: who smiths the rings? Yeah. I don't think that, well, they kind of touch on it in the, it's hard game to separate. Lordor. Um, the the elf that you get your powers from is Caliburnbor, right? If I can remember what? correctly, from Are you the talking about the game, the game, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: Mordor I of? didn't play it very long. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I think I had like a level ten hobbit, and that
0: was it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 not Lord of the Rings Online. I'm talking about the Shadows of Mordor. Oh, the Arkham style game.
2: Yeah. No, I was the elf really that, into like, that gets
1: cut, latched onto you, I thought was Cal Brimpoor. Maybe, I don't know. And been. that's why you keep going to those like towers and hitting the forge and stuff like that. Those towers, maybe. and that's the tower that he's wanting to build. Anyway. so <laughs> I mean,
2: playing the game, maybe the guy that gives him powers is just an NPC. And I, I mean, I know that game was kind of loosey-goosey
1: so. with, the, with the whole lore <laughs> anyway, but it was just kind of, you know i don't know i'm really into it so it's all i, I can do. do i mean it's it's not that <laughs> i'm not
2: being overly critical about it It just like it didn't grip me right away but mm-hmm. episode two i thought was really really good okay
0: and i need to catch up i wasn't sure if there was some controversy beyond the wokeness argument which is not an argument about episodes two and three mark was there something that you didn't like or was that all you're wanting to address that's all I was wanting to address. Okay. Okay.
2: When does three come out? Is it every Friday now?
0: Yeah, every Friday. Okay. All right. Well, at the risk of, I mean, I ate up a lot of time on my soapbox. So it's something I'm going <laughs> Sometimes to. Sometimes that needs to happen. Yes. So I like it. I know I'm going to continue to like it. I like the production of it. Um, like I said, the. Um, I'm trying to think of a term for it. Anyway, force-feeding all the story without knowing where it's technically going. I also have trouble with prequels in in general. I struggle yeah. with that because like what are the stakes in a story where you're able to know the outcome? And Right, you know that
2: Elrond and Galadriel are never going to be in danger.
0: Yeah. For the exactly that. So, in that has a cascading effect and then there's another part where it's like the um well, shit, what's it called? What's the Star Wars movie where they get this, when they show how they steal the Death, death, death Star One. plans, Rogue, Rogue One. One? That's got the other part. You know they're doomed, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. And so yeah. it didn't have any tension for me when I watched it because I mm-hmm. knew the outcome effectively. Like, most of them are going to die. Maybe somebody survives. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's my only real problem with it. It's just, I wish, like Star Wars, maybe they just did something entirely new. You know what I mean? To like take that world, or maybe go even earlier, but I guess they can't. Morgoth exists, and that's all accounted for, so that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to watch it, because it looks like good fantasy to me. Yeah. So that's yeah. going no, to happen. No, it's sufficient. like,
2: and, yeah, Mark and I were talking about, we got the high fantasy in rings of Power right now, we got the dark fantasy with the uh,
1: hot D. <laughs> hot D. <laughs> I still don't know if I can call it that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just see it everywhere, though, after, after George Ryan's said that. Ryan's quite
1: smitten
0: with it, so... <laughs> um,
1: I'm all caught up on that. Have you watched any of that, Matt? No, I don't plan to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I never finished uh, Game of Thrones, either. But here's the thing, you can... Hey, everybody out there that's listening, you can like both of those shows at the same time. Mutually <laughs> exclusive it. it has nothing to do with that. You don't have to compete. They don't have to compete. They're two so then, very separate stories. I don't know if you that was
2: a problem, Matt, that we've seen like it was an article that he shared where oh, like, there's not
1: room
0: in somebody's heart for two at the same time uh, I guess. So. Like
1: It's like, come on, people, we're we have three high fantasy shows right now
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay we have Lord of the Rings we have uh, four you have Sandman you have yeah. Lord of the Rings you have Game of Thrones slash Hot D slash House of Dragons <laughs> and you have Wheel Time no we don't have Wheel of Time <laughs> hey I am still on that boat yeah well I'm never yeah. Yeah. on that boat it's it's fantasy damn <clears throat> okay. it and I want fantasy I want okay. more fantasy shows. I, I mean,
2: you could know. also ar- argue The Witcher, you know, has been pretty good. Okay, there's another regard, one. You true. know, season you know? two coming soon. Yeah, and so
0: The Witcher scratches a different itch too because right <laughs> an embarrassment should... of witches. <laughs> <laughs> I regret that, but um, I don't know. You... <laughs> the thing with House of Drag, House of the Dragon, is, um, I started with the books, and so what was it 2002 i read the first book and then 2005 i think uh the most recent book came out or was that no there was one after that it was
2: book five yeah uh feast um feast of crows was in like 2005 or six. Mm -hmm. And then I got the that brand new uh, the day it Dance released because I had
0: read everything else, not realizing yeah. that the first book came out in '96 <laughs> and it was taking yeah. that long for him to write it, <laughs> and it kind of it just kind of killed my interest. And then I tried watching the show, um, fell off of it not because it's bad, I I think it was the idea that I didn't like that the author wasn't finishing it himself, so I didn't yeah. I didn't I just didn't want to invest in it at that point. So if he ever finishes it or if he has to get like brandon sanderson or something to finish it once he yeah. croaks well he, sure of course he's
2: he, got a whole bunch of notes you know he would so.
0: never do that actually brandon sanderson i guess is like super mormon or something and the subject matter is not a good fit for him but um, uh the point being if somebody else finishes it i will probably do that but i'll probably abstain from it until i can see his vision in through completion if that makes any okay. sense fair enough
2: so, yeah george has been very vocal about the showrunners of game of thrones kind of like cutting him out towards the latter seasons. Like he was heavily involved during the first like three or four. It sounds then, to me like he
0: was, they were kind of burnout. You know what I mean? It's like, they just wanted they, to get done with it.
2: They really. And so like they phoned it in and I, that as a creative director, or an artist, like, I don't know, like to, to not finish a project says a lot about your character. Mm-hmm. And that's why they got fired from the star Wars movie they haven't really done anything since because nobody wants to work with them because, you know, who wants to work with somebody that can't finish a project?
0: Is that true? I thought that they... So they did lose the Star Trek thing? Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
2: So... But yeah, and yeah, I don't think they've done anything. It's like they kind of blackballed themselves by the way that they ended Game of Thrones. And George coming out and saying, like, they really didn't ask me anything. You know, you know they... I didn't give a whole lot of input, you know, on the latter seasons, you that know, would be they so had strange,
0: some, you know, to they had some notes
2: out. from like their first conversation, you know, he was, they were like, all right, here with this, but well, what happens after? And so he gave them the kind of, he said the broad strokes, in you case know, he dropped all the big, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, so I said all that to say for fire and blood, George is a producer and he's heavily involved with the showrunners here. And, the guy... Did you watch up to season six at all? That sounds about right. The Battle of the Bastards? Yeah. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. So the director... Um, I can't think of it. I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Michael Sapochnick or something like that. <laughs> He's one of the showrunners. So some of the, the director that did some of the best shows of Game of Thrones from a directorial stance is showrunning or co-showrunning this with another guy. And they're asking george and he's directing you know the michael guy so it's i will say that this feels like early season one two and three like game of thrones like the political do, tension do they have you know, a sketch for like
0: how long they want this to be have they talked about that like when I, they, they haven't talked as? about
2: that they haven't talked about that but the source material is one book you know so it depends on like how far they can you know, maybe it's three seasons. You know, and that's it. That's all they can they can. Okay. Uh, but they have a conclusion because George wrote the whole thing, so, so we know it will be done right.
0: I think it. At least I'll reserve judgment until like the season's over and see what kind of the consensus yeah. is, and like if it seems like it's tying up in a way that's satisfying. Um. But yeah, I'm open to it. But yeah. um, we're we ate up a lot of time here, <laughs> so. <laughs> Right. I, I'm, I'm ass good. ass okay mark <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just put that as your show notes since you left it blank
0: so. let's do kind of like a rapid fire round robin here we don't have to yeah, get deep okay. so mark hit us up with something that you want to talk about
1: um i'm still playing no man's sky <laughs> and uh, i yes! next it. it's basically my new elden ring um, that's great i tried me. it's my new world of I, warcraft i tried to um jump into um, Final Fantasy fourteen again, I got as far as like moving my character a few feet and then got off and played No Man's Sky. Okay, <laughs> hey, you got the bug.
0: I know how that is.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also still playing uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, um, I, I let you
0: down on that one, Mark.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I even reminded you. I know. <laughs> uh, I just... <laughs> I sat down and downloaded it, and then I just didn't want to play it. I wasn't in the mood. <laughs>
1: See, that's what type, type of game of... is it?
0: Oh, you've never heard of it?
2: Um, I mean, I've heard the name, but I don't know what type of game it is. I've never seen a trailer or anything.
0: I'm trying to think of how to best describe it. It's yeah, almost it like a walking simulator with like, quick time events. It's a very na- narrative-heavy he- game. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure in video it's game form. It's very much a choose-your-own-adventure. Hundreds of branching heavy paths. It's exactly heavy rain because it's made it's by David Cage. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> so, good pull. Well yes. then, okay. And I then wasn't I sure exactly since you didn't heavy know Games. that. But this yes. involves
1: androids and um, the not too distant future, so it's very much got a uh, like a Blade Runner esque vibe to it. That yeah, um, I
2: never finished Heavy Rain, but I did play it for like probably a good six seven hours or so. I think I what
1: what's compelling it. me. Is the fact that um, I find the story very compelling, but also you're basically for you're you're literally forging the story, and the outcome every every bit of out uh, everything you do has bearing on what what may happen or won't happen uh, later in the story, and um, I'm just very compelled the characters and the uh, voice acting is very well done and I'm very gripped by it
2: oh this was a Playstation exclusive mm-hmm.
1: it was but now it's on Steam that's where I'm playing it and I hear it's from a coworker that it's Steam Deck certified so <laughs> <laughs>
0: so here's the thing I would be I would legitimately be up for it to do it like a book club style I don't know if you would get it but you know like where we all discussed it That's one thing I thought about for this, like, we could do a one-off thing where we went in-depth on a particular game. I just don't know if this is the best fit for it.
1: Well, the way I see it is, is because all of us would be making choices, different choices. Mm -hmm. So the outcomes of our stories would be, while the plot and stuff will have basic, everybody will be the same in some areas... But certain things will happen differently, and the outcomes for each of us will probably be very, very different.
0: How much was it for you on Steam? Did you get it on sale?
1: Forty bucks. Okay, yeah.
0: So that's a lot to ask,
1: Ryan. I know it's because I already own it. So
2: I know. See, maybe I already own it. I don't know it. (laughs) I'd be surprised.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd be surprised. It doesn't seem like a game you would probably would have. um... I mean,
2: sometimes that happens. Yeah, I'll go to like, oh, I already own it. All right.
1: uh but um yeah i'm still thoroughly enjoying that i kind of fell off the immortality Mm -hmm. um did you try oh yeah you don't have a way of playing it Mm -hmm. um that was the demo
2: i could try the demo first just to see if it'd be something i'd be interested in yeah
1: you should see if you're interested in them um yeah the immortality got really 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 weird Mm -hmm. and um
0: I heard it's pretty uncomfortable
1: that. subject matter too to be
0: scrubbing through. It is through.
1: because it got it, it. started off like kind of innocent, like watching a uh, the life of like a uh, young. Oh, this has Clancy Brown in it. I'm in. Yes, <laughs> he's like my favorite character. You mean Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> and they actually modeled his, his character to look like him. It's it's I, I know that's how I
2: knew it was him from the <laughs> video
1: of his on his <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it just and then it got really, really, really uncomfortable, like, uncomfortable, and very much like a, um, uh, a snuff film. No, <laughs> well, parts. Wait, what's it? Let me look <laughs> um,
2: up the immortality because I don't know what you're talking about.
1: It's also, weird. It's, it's weird. Um, it got a Lynchian vibe to it. David mm. Lynch vibe um that i just i don't know i've never really been a big david lynch fan (laughs) me Um,
0: either that's an unpopular opinion but i know sometimes it just seems like weirdness for weirdness sake you know what i mean
1: even though i've been tempted to watch twins games live action
0: yeah it's real it's live actors it's footage and basically the game itself is scrubbing through that footage to unravel a mystery and so like yeah. you can click on almost anything you see in the footage to take you to like an archival element that ties to something else so it's basically you, you put up your um, crazy person mystery board <laughs> and yeah. you try to tie all the events together through going through all this found footage it's not found footage but it's like unreleased interviews yeah. and movies that this person the main character
1: in. ends up going missing mm-hmm. and there's like a whole that's the that's Uke, the Laura Palmer yeah.
2: you guys yeah. ever play 11th Hour or Fast Seventh Magoria? Yes. yes. Yes? Seventh Guest? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because so this because is because
2: a, Are they doing, like, uh, you know, not a tribute to those games, but, like, no, it is like that. this
1: has nothing to do, nothing like those. It's that only ones. that it's
0: live action.
1: But yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. that's only... what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then, yes, uh, it's exactly do... that. But he does some interesting things with the live action because at one point, like it really, I, I got really creeped out because like something happened that I didn't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Compelling. <laughs> well, I mean, I could mention it. Um, Go ahead. I'd already told you, Matt, last week about the guy that the that was on the crotch, or the guy, yeah, where the guy's <laughs> blood dick was cut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and That's like the the detective is over there looking down looks under the the cloth and puts it down because you can fast forward and we rewind so i fa- I, I rewound and as i was doing that suddenly the image just changed completely and the guy w- that was dead and naked on the floor has now got pants on but now his neck's been ripped out right so it's like and then i can't when i fast forward and rewind it's, suddenly, it's just that. Like, the other footage is now gone. Right. And there's a lady holding the camera who's talking and suddenly and moving the camera closer and closer to this guy. And you see her reach down and turn his head, but you don't ever see her face. So there's, like, a really creepy... It just creeped me out because I wasn't expecting it. Right. Um, but, so there's a lot of that. And then that gets... That just starts... It starts ramping up from there into, like, the realm of bizarre and, like, what the hell am I watching? (laughs) What am I doing here? All right.
2: But anyway, it's on
1: Game Pass, so I don't feel like I... It was a waste of money or anything like that, so... Okay. Ryan?
2: Yes. Um... (laughs)
0: Let's see.
2: Oh, have you guys ever heard of a show called The Bear?
0: No, I just read that. What is it?
2: So, it, it's FX, dying. and it's on Hulu. So, it's... Um, Do you ever see any episodes of Shameless?
0: No, I don't care for that show. I mean, yes, but I didn't like the first few episodes, so I bounced so off of her it. So, her
2: brother is the lead on this. If okay. you remember, like, the, the eldest brother. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. But, um... The Bear is one of the most interesting shows that... I've ever seen, and Why? it's about a guy who is trying to, like, turn his restaurant around. Like, you know, he he gets this restaurant, and he's just kind of, he's a, um, a well-renowned chef. He, he finished school, like, this, one of the most premier chef schools or culinary schools uh, schools in the world, and went to work for um, this guy in New York, and then he got this, his family's, um, it's like a, they call it the beef in the show, and it's like an Italian beef sandwich kind Mm -hmm. of store, like an old-timey thing like that, Um, but the first episode, I have to go back and watch to see if it was... How many cuts there were uh, Because it was intense Like everyone yelling at each other Trying to get the store open Him trying to figure it out And it was like 20 minutes of just non-stop intensity Okay And the show continues on that route With all the different characters that are kind of chaotic And Mark, I know you will love this Episode 7 is 100% one take
1: Really? A whole episode
2: I'm pretty sure, like I started to notice it like five, six minutes in that during the episode, there was just a camera kind of like following around and it would walk from scene to scene, you know, and I'm fairly confident that is a one take episode.
1: Interesting.
2: And it was so impressive because it was like about a kitchen and doing stuff, you know, at a restaurant. Well,
1: I was nodding because I've heard of this show and I've heard that nothing but good things about it and it's it, on it is, definitely on my list of shows to watch
2: yeah it was one that we both finished the eight episodes and we're like that is fantastic that's you know a really solid show hmm. it's it's out a little i wouldn't say it's out there it's just not something that i've ever seen before because of how intense some of the scenes are
1: like and the subject matter is uncomfortable right, but right up my alley because i don't know if you guys know this much about me but i really enjoy cooking so yep. but only tangentially. But I guess it's... um I'm not good at it. Uh, but I <laughs> do enjoy I'm the, same way. the I... I do enjoy the um what's the word I'm looking for? The dance that's involved with cooking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but, I uh, so enjoy that's
2: cooking right. things outside of my elements. Like I think you would tackle a new recipe or whatever. I like to stick in my wheelhouse, but I enjoy all those uh, cooking shows. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things. Like I could do that if I wanted to, and I don't.
0: <laughs> but Mark doesn't want to.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's that's a recommend uh, a recommendation. That's, that's really good, good.
0: I'm gonna definitely look it up.
2: Yes. Um, Apple TV has this show called Surface, um, which it's basically about a woman who loses her memory and she's trying to piece together kind of her life and like what happened. Um, it was okay. It wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but it was entertaining and some of the mystery involved was pretty suspenseful. And so, um, I think the episodes were like 40 minutes, so it's not like a huge investment. Um, have any of you started watching trying on Apple TV?
0: Also have not heard of it (laughs) somehow.
2: Oh man, um, it's it's a Ted Lasso type show. Like mm. the characters are so well done, and there's just so much heart in this show that um, it's through three seasons now, and every season is just like it's pure. It's like joy, just like Ted Lasso. It's like joy in a in a show. It, it's incredible the the way they do the indie music, the way they do the cuts um it takes place in london um so it's it's british hmm. which is right up your alley mark
1: <laughs> but so is ted lasso
2: yes <laughs> but i know you like british shows a lot so um so yeah th- it's really good that's it's like a um, 20 30 minute episodes i think so goes pretty quick um but the story through three seasons, it's been um, a singular arc story about what's happening, and it's basically about a couple trying to have kids. Right. So, and their journey is really—it's got a great character development, it's great writing. Um, I just can't talk enough about the show; it's so good. Okay. Um,
0: I'm definitely down for something that has like a positive, upbeat mm-hmm. vibe.
2: Oh yeah. So like I'm I'm definitely uh, I get teary-eyed at commercials and there were times during this <laughs> series where you know I'd have like little teardrops streaming down my face just because it's so beautiful
0: <laughs> and happy. I'm into it.
2: Yep. Um, and we're we're in like five six episodes into Superstore season three.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah, Enjoyable you finished that too, right, Mark? okay yeah so we uh, i think the episode that was on right before we came here was the halloween episode in season three where they found the dead body in the wall
0: oh okay yeah what's his name from the first season <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the creeper oh, my God. <laughs> um yeah the show's good overall it's got some problems like in the last season due to okay. casting strife but um they kind of pull it out in the end i feel like it it's not a spoiler, but it has a very satisfying ending from my perspective and it doesn't seem like it's going to leading up to it. Okay.
2: So yeah, we're enjoying that. Um, And then of course she Hulk, you know, I think Mm -hmm. we're all cut up with three episodes and um, yeah, it's funny. Other people,
0: the consensus seems to be like it's the most TV show of all their TV shows. It just feels like a classic TV show. And we had said that and then i saw it on reddit you know people were kind of espousing the same thing and i think that's for the best you know it's very enjoyable bite-sized light she's charming right so
2: i like that they get to um purposefully talk about the elephant in the room on why the marvel shows haven't had a whole lot of cameos Mm -hmm. you know and they're like and she's like you know breaking the fourth wall I know you're excited to see Wong you know I just like (laughs) that was the most amazing thing to come out of Marvel TV you know I think on all of them yeah so and then he did and Wong was hilarious
0: (laughs) I must I have to go now yeah (laughs) but yeah I'm happy with that show it's the light kind of positive vibe I'm looking for
2: yeah um So I haven't really played any other games. Like, I haven't even tried to play any other games than No Man's Sky. Like, um, it's 100% what I want to do right now. And um, my first mission was to go to... I I wouldn't say I like to find shortcuts, but I just like to grind out things that'll make convenience easier in the game. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things was your character your exosuit starts with a limited number of like inventory, uh, technology, and um, cargo slots. Mm-hmm. In order to maximize them out, you have to visit space stations and go see an NPC that um, will let you add an, a, a spot for some money. Right. And so you can only get one per system, and then if you summon this uh, anomaly, you can get a second one. So you can get two per system. So mm-hmm. there are 48 cargo slots there. So I had to visit 24 different systems and like, I don't know, probably that's, seven or eight.
0: That's really a you thing though. That's definitely yeah, in your yeah. wheelhouse. You enjoy that kind of grinding.
2: I do. And but <laughs> so like when I unlocked the last one, I was like, all right, now I can play the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here I am playing the game. while also doing that. (laughs) Yes.
2: So, um, And then right before we started tonight, Mark was showing me some simple things that I was missing about uh, the capital ship system, the freighter system. So, um, I was completely oblivious to what to do there, and I couldn't find a video that actually talked about building on the freighter, which I found really interesting. So, Mark showed me how to do it, and now that I know how, I'm going to be like gung ho for that expanding building in the in the freighter.
1: It's a mobile so. base. You don't really need to build bases yeah. anymore. However, um, you well, I I'm still build haven't my unlocked outpost. right. You still do because you can't. Right now, I haven't unlocked the teleport room, so I still can't like teleport for off my freighter. Okay, um, I could teleport to it, but not off it.
2: So the, the game limits you to 400 bases that you can make on your own where you basically set up a little computer stand and then claim it mm-hmm. um, I probably have 5 bases that have like kind of structure and then probably like 25 outposts where basically what I do is I'll put a teleporter and a, the powering system to power it up and that's it so typically they are worlds that are um non-toxic. So it's where I can don't have to build any kind of habitable walls to survive there. Right. All so.
1: my bases are what are basically either a 4x4 four four or a 3 by or a 6x2 shack. Yeah,
2: I the, the first roof. one I built Matt was a 20 by it was a 10x10 10 10 warehouse. Mm. <laughs> Cuz I yeah seemed right right (laughs) Uh,
1: but I always build near uh, other existing buildings Mm -hmm. that have like a landing pad because if you land on a landing pad it's free it's free to take off it doesn't cost anything any of your resources to take off okay so I would build my base I would find a base on a a decent planet or if I could find a trading post that would be even better um and I would just build a base right next to it so I could get free landing, free uh, landing and taking off. Yeah. But so then I would have access to a uh, global trading uh, terminal. Mm-hmm. So, so
2: is it, I think I found that because I found a big structure that had like six landing pads and. A bunch of NPCs and some like missions or stuff to do there, and I'm pretty sure to have a trade terminal there.
1: Yes. So though, if you if you're talking about one that looks like it's got a, like a giant skyscraper, yeah, yeah, that is. I forget what those are called, but that's not a trading post. <clears throat> a trading post okay. has five or six landing pads, but it has like a a semi-open, like but with like a ceiling.
2: I, di- I have seen those, but I didn't build a base there because that was such a long time ago. But I've only that seen is an post.
1: actual trading post. The other okay. place I forget what they're called, but that's I I built a base near that one one of those too. Yeah. But it's nice because it actually has like a uh, a map that you can go over to, and it will give you a uh, planetary map to a uh, ancient relic site, and okay. you can go to that site and. There are ancient relics scattered throughout the site. You dig down to them, and you, normally you get, you'll get, like, keys. But then there's one large relic that takes three mm. of those keys, and it gives you an ancient fossil of some sort. Um, they'll either be, uh, uh, what is it? I think you can get, they're blue, purple, or orange, and the orange ones are the rarest, and they, you trade those in, and they give you a decent amount of credits, <clears throat> but anyway, the game's great. Can't can't get enough of it. Clearly, yeah, I could tell Matt's eyes were glassing over. So it's it. No, there's
0: still common ground on this one. Like <laughs> I get why you like yeah. it, but I just don't have it. Which I'm
1: surprised because you really enjoyed Val, uh or Valheim. And this is essentially just Valheim in space.
0: It was a moment in time, and what I, with the Valheim thing, I got very quickly very sick of the resource gathering and crafting, mm-hmm. and resorted to cheats. And I wouldn't have kept playing it if I couldn't have done that. So oh, okay. Um, all right. So what do we got here? Um. So I was watching a show. We just picked up the show called Abbott Elementary it's got the vibe of the office or um parks and rec it's set in an inner city elementary school and it's kind of exactly what you think it was it's like a quirky cast of teachers and students and faculty um kind of dealing with like having no budget and all the wacky hijinks that ensue you know with like people trying to work in it's a so it's in South Central not South Central but like Southeast Pennsylvania um, it's cute I guess that's the best way to put it like it's funny cute yeah. it's so- somewhat light and it's only like 13 20 minute episodes um, what the hell is it on
2: <laughs> I think it's, I think I saw it on Hulu
0: yeah I think you're right so I'd recommend that if you want something light to watch like you know what okay. you're gonna get from it um, I don't know most of the cast. Um, It's a very woke cast, so deal with that if you can. (laughs) Oh, no. Super woke. Too woke. (laughs) Anyway, um, a thing I wanted to touch on is Elvis. I got about 20 minutes into that, and I tapped out. It's not for me. Really? Yeah. Number one, I reject the actor that plays him. I think he looks like some weird mutant. He doesn't look like Elvis to me, and so I don't buy it um in that <laughs> okay. where it fails at central conceit I love Baz Luhrmann's like c- um cinematic flair the zooms the whip pans like he's very he's got a great flourish the way he directs things I'm super mm-hmm. into that but um it's got all the worst tropes of these these um you know it's like walk hard but without the uh you know what I mean like that's a parody right. and this is touching on yeah. all those parody elements um so, You know, speaking about like a movie biopic or biopic, which one do you guys say? Biopic, biopic? Biopic. 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 Okay, because I heard somebody else. Anyway, regardless, Weird Al's looks really good. It's, you know, know, a parody. Of course, it should be. Um, I went back to Elden Ring. Uh, I've been trying out some other builds in that um, Having a good time Because I'm mopping up some of this stuff You completely got everything in the game, Ryan And there was a few Heroes Graves That I didn't finish because they were just annoying as fuck And um, Finding that I don't have the weight of everything Else on top of me They don't seem nearly as annoying now You know, It's like, if you're methodical, you'll get through it Right, Mark? Yeah, right So (laughs) (laughs) um, What else do we have here? star trek the original series so i listened to another podcast and they have been doing like two episodes watch throughs where they discuss it and so i actually listened to the to their discussion about the episodes before i watched it which led me to it and i gotta say like i rejected originally because of the camp factor you know just because (laughs) of being the era that it's from but if you go into it with the right expectations, it's highly enjoyable. Like it's yeah. very low budget, but Probably that's just like fun and silly. It's very Sarah, fun and silly.
1: Sarah would be so happy right now to hear you say that.
0: Kirk is such a smug little shit in it. Um, he's he vacillates from like he's always got this like mercurial like puckish grin on his face. Like when things are going on around him, he's like. Hey, like, he's going to start some shit. But then he'll get, like, real stern with people, like, two seconds later. He'll be the captain, but then he'll be trying to, to start some shit. And honestly, like, it's got a very hardcore, like, at least the early episodes, very much a Twilight Zone vibe. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not... It's funny, like, it's a show about exploration, but it's literally, like, everywhere they go so far, it's known bases or known locations that they already... Should be aware of, and there's a lot of stuff about people getting superpowers that like fucks up everybody's life, and then is like reversed at the eleventh hour, like at the very end. But um, it's a lot to take in, like if you're gonna shotgun them. But like one or two episodes is kind of perfect, um, and it's just like takes you to a different era literally you know and I think there's a lot of charm to be had there that was a big obstacle for me to overcome Mark you know that I'm not real big sci-fi low budget sci-fi has always been Mm -hmm. like something that rubs me the wrong way and probably fantasy would be the same thing Red Dwarf yes but who knows maybe I'll (laughs) reevaluate that Red dwarf pissed me off because they have fucking like wooden beds and doors. Like you could tell the set is made of plywood. <laughs> and it's like Jesus Christ, not even trying to make That's it look like some a of charm. Though, I know, I know, I get it. And looking at Star Trek and their set dressing, it's it's got the same things. I mean,
1: like, yeah, he Kirk fights a Gorn with you could see the flippin' zipper. I know. And when you look at the
0: rocks and stuff like it's clearly just paper mache. Paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just foam. So I'm I think maybe this is I'm on my journey to like forgiving that and embracing it for what it is. So anyway, I'd recommend it if you've never revisited My goal here is because I'm very into Strange New Worlds. Um I haven't finished it, but that is perfection to me. Like I loved Star Trek The Next Generation, but Strange New Worlds like fulfills the promise that was that and actually deep space nine which was also very good yep but my goal here is to watch all of star trek starting with the original series and just follow through until
1: i catch oh, up wow so wow.
0: i'm in a very star trek centered mood um
1: so did you so you watched strange new world not
0: all of it because i jump around you know what i mean like okay there's some things we shotgun for whatever reason she's not totally on board for it she doesn't dislike it she was 100% on board on the original series though like like just it's so bizarre she was like this Uh, shit is crazy (laughs) yeah
1: I mean seriously though Sarah got me to watch the first season Mm -hmm. and like you I was hesitant because
2: because
1: of the time frame and everything but you are absolutely right it is bizarre it is so bonkers it so. is bonkers, <laughs> um, and it is a product of its time. But yeah. it is uh, also like the fact that they got away with some a lot of what they got away with at that time frame is also kind of like a testament to the show,
0: right? I think. So, is there anything else here for me? But yeah, she'll be so happy.
1: Sarah will be so happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I got so Ryan or Mark I don't know if we have anything to follow up with
1: um I'm trying to think if there was any shows that we have watched
2: oh I think nope. I listed them all yeah
0: good hmm. yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right
0: well um that's a good as placed any good as plain, I can't word We'll end here. So, while we are mostly wrong, (laughs) we will keep trying to get it right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See
2: ya. Bye. See ya. Take care.